0: Welcome to the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast with John Pierce. Pastor John is the senior minister of C3 Powerhouse and the executive director of C3 Church Global. Disciples aren't born, disciples are made, and here at C3 Powerhouse, we are passionate about raising up brilliant disciple makers. Join the conversation today with Pastor John and Dan Frecker, our Melbourne East location pastor. Welcome to this episode of the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast, wherever you are joining us from right now, we're glad you're listening. And I would just love to encourage you before we get into today's episode, wherever you do consume this content, it would help us so much if you leave a review, let us know what you're loving about it or what you want to hear about. And why not share this to a friend as we all get better at making disciples. But as always, I am joined with Pastor John Pierce. How are you today? Doing great, Dan. Uh, great to be chatting
1: about making disciples. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dan Frecker is our C3 powerhouse Melbourne East location pastor, and he is a brilliant disciple maker. And Thank uh, you. we love sharing with you. I've heard some great feedback, Dan. In fact, I got a text just this morning from a uh, Nicholas, right. and Nicholas says just listened to Leading Small Groups Part Two episode of podcast. Absolute gold. Super encouraging and empowering. We're jumping back into leading a group, and this is exactly what we needed to hear. So uh, there we go. On. So thanks, appreciate the feedback, and uh, hope we can help lots of people.
0: Yes, it's what uh, we love to do. And so the last two episodes, Pastor John, we have been covering and talking about uh, leading small groups. And so yeah, what have been some highlights and and a bit of a recap of what we've been talking about.
1: Well Dan you know the the heartbeat of this podcast is to help uh, Christians not just be great disciples but to be obviously great disciple makers yeah. and we recognize that disciples are made in community uh, I think the best Jesus did a lot of his disciple making within a small group context. And so we're we are sort of drilling down over four episodes into really how do how do we have small groups, whether you call them connect groups, life groups, friendship groups, whatever you call them. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, groups that are intentional about making discipleship. And if they're intentional about making disciples, Then Mm. the byproduct is friendships are formed and care happens and people people grow in their spiritual gifts and and, you know so they're all byproducts of having a group that's intentional and it's focused about making disciples. I think whenever a group just I'm going off on a soapbox right now, but whenever a group (laughs) gets gets all about oh this is just about being friends, Mm. then we miss the point that actually. You know, no. This is about being disciples of Jesus. This is about becoming more like Christ and helping others become more like Christ and helping each other. And the byproduct, the the benefits, friendship. And I think the greatest so friends true. I've formed have been so often in that small group context. So, so we've covered a couple of things already. We've talked about uh, just the, how important atmosphere is for small groups. We've been really practical around the atmosphere, around hospitality, around things yep. that are that attract people as opposed to what repels people. We've also talked quite a bit about getting that group up and going at the start so some of the you know a small group you want it to feel informal and spontaneous yes. but in reality you, they're behind the scenes there's a plan there are, yeah. there are principles that you need to have working for you and so so part of that is building connection with everybody who's in the group with things like icebreakers getting different ones sharing and so maybe their testimony or maybe what God's been saying to them yeah. and sharing that through a journal so that we've talked about those That sort of early part of a group, the atmosphere, and then kicking the group off with its discussions so far.
0: Yeah. And I just want to encourage everyone that, hey, learning how to lead groups is a skill. And no matter where you are, Uh, it is something we can grow in. Like I remember the first group I led, Pastor John, oh my gosh, like oh so bad, just did everything wrong. But I just want to encourage everyone listening that the goal is just how can we grow a little bit and you will find that as you intentionally grow in this, uh, you will become better at leading groups and it doesn't matter your personality, it doesn't matter your style. This leadership isn't a personality, right? But disciple making is something we can grow in. And so we're going to continue the conversation and very practical how to lead small groups. So, well, can I just say I-
1: something to that, Dan? Because yeah, of I think that's really important. I, I think everyone, let's take the, the heat off. We've all had a no show group.
0: Oh, yes. So, yep. <laughs> you know, we've all
1: run a group and, and no, no one turned up, and you're all yep. prepared and you're hopeful and you'd reached out and just yep. don't take it personally. Uh, I would also say with that, Because people get sick, people get busy, people get discouraged, all sorts of things happen. Don't take that as a personal reflection on you. Uh, So true. If only one person turns up, still have a group. So Mm. I would just say never cancel a group just because there's only one person comes. I love that. Because that one group meeting or which ends up Mm. being meal or coffee or whatever, that discussion uh, obviously you adjust to it, but that could be the thing that really kicks a person into the next level. So, so just, you know, just when you learn to ride a bike, you fall off, you crash, yep. you get back up yep. again. It's okay. We've all had some crashes. So yes.
0: Be yep, encouraged. I love that. And every time I've had a no show, I just put on that Titanic song. My heart will go on. But anyway, <laughs> that's just me. That's how I deal with it. Love that. Um, <laughs> well, um, why don't you give us an overview, Pastor John, of what we're going to cover today?
1: Awesome. So we're going to talk really around the formal conversation, discussion that you want to have at a connect group or I'll call it a connect group. So really how you prepare for that, how you might present if you're you're sharing or doing a mini preach, mini share study Mm. of the word, whatever it might be, and then how you facilitate a discussion around that. So that'd be the three key components around that. I I think an overview is, If you're, you know, you need to kind of have a bit of a game plan in your mind when you're thinking about a group. So, and so let's say, I would think if it's a group in your home on a weeknight, you probably don't want to be more than 90 minutes. You know, you might mm. kick off at 7 and plan to be done by 8.30 and then if people hang around afterwards, that's fine. I, yeah. I know some groups where where the host has come out in their pyjamas just wondering if everybody's <laughs> going to leave or not or what would you like for breakfast. So yeah. <laughs> you can establish some rule, But I think 90 minutes as the, you know, the connection at the start, the hospitality, That's, great that's separ- separately if you're having a meal you might start – it might be two and a half hours, an hour of a meal and 90 minutes of meeting, but have a bit of a framework. Mm. You don't You don't want to go too late at night or too long in the morning because people, then they're going, oh man, I can't come back next time. That went over yes, time. So, so, true. so you'd have a bit of a framework and then break it down in your mind. Okay. There's... 15 minutes of hospitality and connection and then there's going to be 10 to 15 minutes of, of opening opening together with, with icebreakers or yeah. maybe opening in prayer or whatever you're going to do. Yeah. And then I would say 30 to 40 minutes for what we're talking about today is a good frame of
0: reference. Yeah, I so agree, and I think uh, it just shows respect to people's time, they yes. appreciate it, and it makes them want to come back more, yes. which is fantastic. Well, let's lean into preparation, Pastor mm-hmm. John. So what mm-hmm. does preparation look like when we're uh, leaning into leading a small group?
1: Okay, so I think th- your mindset's really important here, Dan. Um, mm-hmm. The mindset, this is not Bible college or a Sunday service. So right. when you're preparing, don't, don't think – you know, even if your name's TD Jakes or Stephen Furtick, <laughs> you're, this is not a preach fest. Okay, this is <laughs> it's a small not group. your chance. This is <laughs> to yeah, This is not. This is not that. Um, now, right. some groups I understand are Bible studies, and people are going to work their way through a Bible study. Mm. But I would find that I, I think your, your mindset, as a general rule, is the best. Groups are headed towards. Uh, about thirty percent of you speaking as the leader or whoever's yep. doing that, and seventy percent of discussion around that point. Wow! So as a so, so this is sort of the reverse of Sunday, you know. So, so your, your preparation it's going to vary some weeks, and this is what I, I love. Lots of churches and ours include try to make it super easy for for yeah. group leaders. Yep. So there's a. T- you know, twelve to fifteen minute video that you can show, and yep. you've got the questions to ask, and the hard work's done, and mm. you just need to kind of turn up, just because you've been praying for everybody every day. Turn up. You've ideally you've listened to it and you've yeah. read the questions, Pre-watched and it. you're ready to go. So mm. that's that's the lowest level of preparation. There might yep. be another level where you're you're going to have a night where it's a, a spiritual gifts and ministry night, and mm. you've really been praying into it and waiting on God for words of knowledge and things, and so that's preparing yourself to move in the Holy Spirit. That that might be something you do once a term, for example. Wouldn't want to do yeah. that every every time, um, or you've prepared a little bit of a, a Bible study and yes. but thinking that the maximum that I'm going to share here is. 12 to 15 minutes. I would think that's sort of the peak in a 40 40 minute yeah. um, you know component so yeah you've prepared you've made notes don't think you're going to you're going to just flow from the heart mm. uh, and the other the other th- key to it is remember this is about pointing people to the word. Amen. So yeah. you, this is not your rant. This is not your theory. Not your opinion uh, you, fest. Yeah, yeah, it's not your opinions. Uh, this is where it's, a leader learns to distinguish between what God's saying to me mm. and what God wants us to talk about as a group. So, yes. And I think a lot of groups, were uh, a really good option that's low-key is what was preached on the weekend or the weekend yeah. before. Let's just let, – I'll do a 10-minute summary – of the key points and the key scriptures and the key illustrations. And the beauty of that is it helps everybody go, Sundays are an important part of my discipleship journey, and now we're really unpacking that together.
0: And what I've found in Melbourne is that, yeah, reflecting on the Sunday service is so awesome because we do just take a few moments to reflect on the message. We have some pre-thought questions for our group leaders if they choose to use it. And it's just been such a powerful discipleship moment. It's almost like on Sunday uh, it is about discipleship, we're learning, but we just get to dig that little bit deeper yes. uh, in our own personal lives and and, and really land that next step. Um, so Fantastic. preparation is key. Well, point number two, Is the presentation so I'd love to pick your brain, Pastor John. What does that look like as a group leader?
1: Well, look, so let's you're the group leader who, and let's say you are doing the presentation of the Word of God, or Mm. the you know, simple if you press a button and we all watch it, and there's a 15 minute video, that's great. Um, but I'm going to presume you're, you're sharing a bit of a Bible study or a small topic or even presenting the notes from Sunday. So a couple of thoughts. One is you need to make your presentation appropriate to the setting. So if there's 12 people in the lounge room, no need to pull out a pulpit and stand up and (laughs) shout. So you want to be appropriate. So uh, you don't want to be in a place where everyone can see, you can see everyone's eyes. Room dynamics are important. You don't want to be too spread out. You want to bring people in close together. Uh, whether it's around a table, whether it's around a lounge room, but circular is definitely the way to go. You want so to true. limit people being a long way away from you as a speaker. So if you're, you're not in a big rectangular, spread out shape, you, so keep people as close to each other and close to you as the, the person. Your mm. tone needs to be appropriate for the room. So don't shout, but don't whisper. Um, yeah. So that you just got to think of that. When I think of the presentation of what you've prepared – I think of – I've already said we want it to be Bible-based so that we're yeah. bringing the Word of God alive. So that doesn't necessarily mean we want 15 scriptures, mm. but it's more we're trying to unpack the truths from one or two scriptures yeah. and everything points to those things. So make – I always say this in preaching. I'd say the same in a small group. Make the Bible the hero. Mm. Make the bi- we It's the thing we want to get into people. And so yeah. my three my – just three simple thoughts are when you're presenting – Make it personal, make it practical, make it passionate. So when you're sharing something, don't be the boring person. Be passionate about it. Yeah, come on. Just in your personality. But this, man, I'm so excited to talk about this. I really love this topic. I really love what the Bible says about Mm. this. So be, that's passionate. Be enthusiastic personal tell one or two personal stories when you're presenting yeah. how does this work in your life don't just talk all theory all theology uh, it's this is not bible college this yeah. is bible based but it needs to be something that's revelatory in how it works in my life or mm. or how I'm challenged by that message and then practical what is what does this mean for tomorrow how is this yes. going to what do I you know lead people to a next step so make it practical so that would be the thoughts around the presentation of that 10 to 15 minute sort of download that we're going to build the discussion around.
0: I'd love to now lead into, so we've talked about the 30%. So we're ever watching something where where we're presenting, but now the 70% I've found, Pastor John, is actually probably the most difficult sometimes for people to to learn this skill of facilitating a yes. great discussion. And so yes. I know this uh, is going to be very helpful for people. So what are some of your top tips in uh, facilitating a great discuss- discussion?
1: Well, I think you, you have to kind of have some self-awareness. A- am I an overtalker? And if I mm. am, then let someone else just, you know, ask them afterwards, how much do you think I talked? So, and you're in your mind, it was 30%, but it was in their mind, it was 70%. So (laughs) just an assistant or someone who loves you, give you some feedback. Yeah. Uh, So just awareness would be a key thing. I think some pre-prepared questions is the key. So you have shared some stuff and now you're like, all right, so today, you know, I, I want us to ask, I want us to discuss this and not just throw it open. But, okay, I want us to discuss this. So I'm going to – gonna here's two questions I want us to think about and not just – because everyone thinks differently. So some people yeah. think on their feet. Some people think in their mouth while they're talking. That's not <laughs> yeah. ideal. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, there are other people who really want to think it through and get their thoughts clear before sharing. So it's not a bad idea to go, okay, everyone, pull out your notes and your phone. I want you to answer question one mm. and tell them what it is and answer question two and – And just give them some time to reflect and put some notes, and that's one way of doing it. Yeah. Another way is okay. You know someone in the room who, who is a good discussion person, and they've got some revelation about this. So go to them first. And so I might go
0: crack it open. Now,
1: so that's been awesome, Dan. Really about the importance of your prayer life and quiet times. I know you have a really good rhythm. What do you do? Yeah. And so you're you're very although. This is not a free for all. You are yep. in charge of this atmosphere. You're you're drawing people out. You're asking people to come forward. Mm. Uh, you're you're going to, we'll talk a bit about the over talker. You're drawing yes. out the quiet <laughs> person. But yep. so you're you're but you're in charge. You're ridiculously in charge of this. Mm. So it's not just a free-for-all fair go. So that's a couple of so questions. So you're really great at questions, Dan. I think we've got some. Yeah, you know, what would be a few kind of questions that you could ask? And we're going to share something actually for people to be able to download later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think this comes out of that the goal of uh, great questions isn't discussion, but it actually is discovery. And right. so, so for example, I'd love to share this as just a few examples. If we had just watched a video or we just reflected on a Sunday, uh, one question could be, what stood out to you the most? It's an open question. It's a challenging question. Another one is, what challenged you the most? I love that question. What growth areas did this reveal to you? And so that yes. gets people talking about like they're now personalizing it yes. and dis- and that is where the discovery comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one I love is what are two action steps you need to take or want to take uh, and what could hold you back from that becoming a reality? And so what we're doing there is we're trying to really draw out revelation and discovery yes. from their own heart, from yes. the content. But I guess what I've learned overall, so we those are the prepared questions, but then follow-up questions are so yes. powerful. Um, and so that's an example might be, why do you believe that? And so it's almost mm-hmm. like I picture a spade, Pastor John, and, and it's like the first question we get, um, we're digging up a little bit of discovery, but then I want to dig again. Uh, and that might be listening to cue words, asking right. another great question. Why do you believe that? Uh, what mm-hmm. about that experience was good or bad? Uh, mm-hmm. where have you experienced that in the past? What person great. you know does that well? So there's lots of, and, and as you said, we're going to resource everyone listening with some great examples, but I've found that uh, the follow-up questions is often where the gold is.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. So, yeah, great. All, all those are great questions where we're, we're teaching people to listen to content and then reflect on the biblical content and how that's going to, how that has worked in my life, how that should work in my life. You know, sometimes it could be, you know, rate yourself. on. So we're, today we're talking about soul winning. Yeah. And you're like, you know, out of 10, how do you think you're going as a soul winner?
0: Yes. And,
1: and that can, that, that reflection. And, and then, okay, the obvious one, well, why do you think that? What can mm. you do to improve? So there's this, and I think this is where as leaders we want to go, the gold's in the room. Yes. So the gold's not just in me, uh, the gold is in one another's experiences. And it's just, it's, sometimes someone says something a different way than what you'd say it, but it resonates with someone. They're like, bing, yeah. that makes sense. And once you, if you've got a couple of people like that in your room, they're your go-to starters. Yes. Uh, if you've got Wild Bill who wants to go off on a tangent with these conspiracy theories, yeah, um, you don't start with Wild Bill, and and so let's talk about the over-talker yeah. or the person who wants to go there. Yeah. Now, what would you, you know? Give, give me your thoughts, Dan. If you've got, you've got an over how how do you approach it?
0: Yeah, I think what I, I, we obviously let them start. They they talk, and I guess that you get that feeling when they're talking too long. And so something I. Uh, do is obviously that you don't want to go straight just to rudely interrupting but I start mm-hmm. to lean forward I use a lot yes. of body language I yes. start to give a lot more verbal feedback like oh okay yeah okay yep yep and so I guess I'm yes. trying to um, not verbally non-verbally communicate and, and just create that feeling for them mm-hmm. um, and then what I if that fails which it has many times mm-hmm. um, I, I will just find the gap and go oh that's fantastic thank you for sharing hey what do you think about that pastor John and so that's just some practical tips and look there's been times where somebody is a repeat offender where it does actually ruin the group dynamic and in those situations I've found it's best to actually have the conversation with them one-on-one and not in front of the group and hey you're probably not aware you do this and I've found Pastor John 99% of the time they actually aren't aware right yes Um, Yes. so that's been some and tips and look once again there's then under talkers what have you found Pastor Mm -hmm. John when someone's Mm -hmm. in the group who doesn't share their thoughts
1: yeah, I think that I think that setting culture is something we want to do at the front end. So it, it, you know, it might be the first time you're running a group, or it might be each time. Going to, and I, you know, I ran a group this morning, and I and I'll just go, "Hey guys, I just want to talk about what the kind of rules of this group are. Love what it. are the principles that make us work? And one of them would be." Uh, let's all have the opportunity to share, let's not over talk. Uh, if, if you're going a bit long, I'm going to interrupt you, don't take yeah. it personally. But if you can put those things out at the front end, then it's not feeling personal and you can kind of reinforce those. But 100% agree, sometimes you've got to have a chat with somebody. Mm. Uh, sometimes you've it's not so much the over talk it's the over sharer. Mm.
0: And so someone
1: who's just sort of dumping a little too much in the group and you just kind of have to go hey that maybe is not the kind of content that we want to talk about or great they're trying us. to pull it away from where we are. And you've mm. just got to be strong and go, hey, that's a great point, but that's not what we're talking about yep. today. So let's bring it back to this. Or, man, I'm so sorry to hear that. We can pray for you later. Now mm. let's just keep going with this discussion. So you yeah. are in charge and you've got to, you know, it's work to be in charge. You've got to be kind of lent forward and mm-hmm. not just sitting back and letting it go. So uh, yeah. the undertalker, you know, sometimes you'll have some people who are, who, yeah, they've just got some great thoughts or sometimes they're just, they're not really confident to speak, but y- you want to go to them and go, Hey, so-and-so, what do you think about that? Um, and again, with some encouragement and maybe just even seeding some ideas, mm. some people are just quiet waiting to be asked. Some other yep. people are quiet because they don't really know what to say. Mm. So you've got to discern. So you're not putting someone under pressure, who's just happy to be in the room. Yes. Uh, so I'd, I'd say just going to people, going, hey, what do you think? And and often that person is the one who has the real gold.
0: <laughs> so true. Wonderful. Well, we hope you've enjoyed uh, today's episode on leading, uh, leading small groups and we can't wait to join you next time as we finish off uh, talking about this. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's episode and we pray that you've been inspired and equipped in your leadership journey. Let us know your thoughts by leaving us a review on whatever platform you are listening on today. You can connect with John on Instagram at John underscore Pierce. We hope you can join us for our next episode of the Brilliant Disciple Makers podcast.